everyone, and welcome to the Cinema Nerd Presents Made in the 90s. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my good buddy Dylan Shore, and we're going to talk about the people under the stairs. Dylan, who are the people under the stairs? It's a hip-hop group from Los Angeles. <laughs> They're pretty good. You should check them out. Uh, I have to now. Oh, man, you've never heard People Under the Stairs? Uh, listen to um, uh, Acid Raindrops by People Under the Stairs. Such a dope hip-hop song. <laughs> uh, but we're here to talk about Wes Craven's comedy horror movie, The People Under the Stairs. And that is, what year was that? 91. 1991. Sorry. The the congratulations, sir. I would, would have been a, a lad of six. Hey. Um, it's taking all of my restraint to not play Acid Raindrops by people under the stairs right now. We should take a time out and you should listen to it real quick. <laughs> I think I can play a, like a minute before I get sued because... The people uh, over the stairs are sure to be listening to this. The Fiesta with your West LA connection. Hop inside the vehicle, start crossing intersections. We learning life's lessons while we blaze the server lessons. A man was still a child and I have so many questions. Struggle on my life to be faith in misconceptions. Yep, dope. <laughs> uh, and rest in peace. Double K just passed away. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's uh, People Under the Stairs, the hip-hop group from Los Angeles. They're incredible. And the movie People Under the Stairs, similarly, pretty incredible. Before pretty we get into incredible. that and more, should we uh, talk about some other films? Have you seen anything else? I absolutely have. It's a lot of rewatches for me. All right, what do you got? <clears throat> Did a David Arquette double feature without even realizing it until I was halfway <laughs> through the second one. Uh, <laughs> I did Ready to Rumble. Nobody has ever said... I had David Arquette double, double features. I know. Uh, but I did Ready to Rumble from 99, him and Scott Kahn. Dumb late 90s buddy comedy about wrestling. Uh, still enjoy it. It's pretty dumb. It feels like a movie that I'm pretty sure I have seen. <laughs> That's okay. kind of all I can say. It's got it. like all the big wrestlers in it. Uh, yeah. Same it Sting is in it. He comes in towards the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the second one was Eight-Legged Freaks, which, man, I'm surprised that one doesn't have a higher rating. Kind of like People Under the Stairs. Like, it does what it's coming to do. It's a comedy creature feature that has, like, really funny stuff in it to me. Uh, but I guess not for everyone else, but I love it. I would have to give it another watch, but I remember feeling like uh, it's sort of okay-ish. Like maybe people are a little too hard on it, but I, again, leaving no memory for me. And I'm also, no, you know what? I'm No, I couldn't tell you anything about this movie. I'm actually thinking of Holes. Oh, I love Holes. Yeah, Holes is pretty good. <laughs> holes is great. Right. But no, Eight-Legged Freaks, it's great it's got a young scarlett johansson fucking david arquette is being the comedy lead but he's also kind of a tough guy like it all works it, it works for me i think everyone should watch it i will watch it please stop yelling uh, at me okay i'm sorry 
and then rewatched Big Daddy. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Just I love that movie. It's I it's like sweet Big and Daddy. dumb. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and the last three I can combine together because they are part of the same universe. Lay it on me. And they're they're the same movie. <laughs> Predator, Predator Two, and Predators. <laughs> A lot of Shane Black action. Uh, well, just in the first one, I haven't watched his new one. That one's called The Predator. Oh, forgive me. The naming convention left me befuddled. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched that one yet. Just mainly I was waiting for it to go on like Hulu or Netflix or something, Amazon Prime. But I saw, I went to the new Amoeba and they had it for five bucks on Blu-ray. I was like, maybe I should just buy it. I know it's bad and I don't know if I want to buy it, (laughs) but it's five bucks and it'll probably be five bucks to rent it. Yeah, I think if you're committed to the collection, you just go for it, right? Five dollars is the blind buy point. Yeah, I might end up doing that next time I go there. But uh, the first one, it's classic. It's a little slow in some parts, but it's it's great. It's great cheesy action. Uh, Not a perfect movie by any means. (laughs) Uh, And then we can jump into Predator Two, which is has a lot of awesome stuff, but also has a lot of like, what the fuck uh and predators has so much good going for it that's the one with adrian brody and Lawrence fishburne and robert rodriguez produced it yeah i remember liking that one you know it had, dude about it, it as much had, as i liked any of the predator movies which is like yeah this is this fine there's a, a glowy alien ripping them to shreds it's, yeah, they're in the yeah. jungle okay totally. there's so much good going for it but they just add like really dumb stuff to it (laughs) and a lot of dumb dialogue that like for how I guess like they're trying to make the cheesy action movie but it looks really good it doesn't look like the other movies and they've really harnessed the the camouflage of the predator in this one although they started perfecting it with uh Paul W.S. Anderson for Alien versus Predator it starts to look good in that one my god Uh, but not like perfect, but this one like harnessed it and they just, they fuck it up in certain parts that it ends up being like a B minus C plus overall. Well, fuck them for creating it, right? Fuck them, but I'm still going to rewatch them all. Like they're, they're, <laughs> I'm not at least $5 I own for a Blu-ray of it. I own them. I own all three. I bought the, the, the box set of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's it. How about you? What'd you watch? Um, well, speaking of some ridiculous lines being acted in some extreme ways, you just reminded me. I watched Flight for the first time, and uh, I like that movie, but I understand why people don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I I'm more on the side of I really I understand why people don't like this movie, but. <laughs> When he's flying that plane upside down, I really like this movie, even though the performance from the co-pilot is distractingly Robert Zemeckis, just like the exact line being screamed at full pitch. And I'm, I'm kind of laughing a little more than I'm caught up by the intensity of the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, I... <laughs> Then the movie goes on for a long time and uh, I'm not nearly as interested in the rest of it. But then you get John Goodman for a little bit. 
love love any i'll take any goodman i can get yeah i like that hippie drug taking john goodman in that movie that that's probably my favorite part of the movie (laughs) yeah yeah i my favorite part is still the plane stuff but if you could get hippie john goodman on the plane it's a perfect movie in my eyes oh my god let's see that movie dude (laughs) um okay what else did i watch actually speaking of bobby z i watched i want to hold your hand Wait, speaking of Bobby Z, oh, Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, yeah. Gotcha. I thought you were talking about the movie Bobby Z with Paul Walker and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Deep cut. No, I was not talking about the movie Bobby Z with Paul Walker and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I think it's him too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's them too. Uh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, where, where are we going with this? What's the next Bobby Z movie? Uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand is also a thing I want to do in real life um it's about the it's like a it's his first film i do believe and it's a like i guess a period piece even for then right yeah because it's about beatles mania and it's about the ed sullivan performance and these high school girls trying to get onto the oh i've heard of this movie yeah 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 and i think it is his first one or one of his first gotcha it's a delight I really want to watch this now. Yeah, yeah, give it a go. It's a total blast. It's a like a one big night kind of thing. It's it functions like oh, it, it's got Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen, man, I'm all in. Brian De Palma's ex-wife, she's in Blowout and she's in a lot of his movies. Uh, Justin Hill. RoboCop, buddy. Yeah. Yep. She, oh, gives... speaking of which, that was the, like the next box set that I was going to try and buy was the first original uh, RoboCops, even though I've never seen two there's three so i've never seen two and three get ready for a good time <laughs> there is some first one quite a bit but no haven't seen the other ones the i mean let's talk a little cop real quick are you a fan of the first one absolutely right on the second one and the third one get just progressively crazier and i think it's the second one right with the kit okay have fun watching the RoboCop stuff because it does like silly, silly 80s action stuff from here on out. And it's cool. Equally fun, but nowhere near as good. Next time I see its box set on uh on sale, I'm gonna buy it. Do that thing. Um, okay, what else have I seen? Oh, you know what I watched is Hercules in New York, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's first movie. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's very um, strange. I, feel like I just had deja vu. I feel like we, you watched Conan. I watched recently. Conan recently. Also. Gotcha. And I brought up Hercules in New York. I was like, does Conan go to New York or does Hercules go to New York? It's Hercules. Hercules goes to New York and it is an experience. He's credited as Arnold Stang and he's voiced by Arnold Strong. His, his performance is completely dubbed. <laughs> The rest of the movie... His accent was too thick. Yes. The rest of the movie is in English with all English actor, American actors giving an English language performance and his performance is just entirely dubbed and nobody else's is. It's so strange. 
it's also like uh it's you know i'm not gonna bag on it it's a b movie you know and <laughs> but it has some energy up front where you're like oh shit is this about to be kind of like jackie chan early days you know fun energy and then it's not at all it's just it's so silly and weird and like his shirt is never on battles at all yeah he he fights a bunch of dudes with the board and like uh then he loses his godlike powers conveniently and has to rely rely on his mortal strength and um is still quite strong you'll notice so he enters like this movie at all weightlifting competitions are central to the plot you're gonna love it uh all right i guess i gotta watch it now no you don't um you don't speaking of things you don't have to watch oh no i think you're gonna have an opinion about this ready i've been rewatching lost i hate you it's so bad no it's so good dude it's i love it for the record i am having a blast because it's been long enough that i just sort of hardly remember what's going to happen i'm like oh yeah charlie finds the statue with the all oh, right and then he's got to shoot her oh yeah but then why did that so it's not surprising but like okay right 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 that's how this goes and it's you're just, still on season one no i'm <laughs> <laughs> I've just started season three. I, like, like I said, I've been very much enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the way season three ends and season four has the best episode of all the seasons and it's called The Constant and it's a whole episode about Desmond. Okay, right on. Best episode of all the, of all the seasons. And then season five might be the best season overall because of the the time traveling and how they're layering the story that way that's where that, the flash forwards come in flash forwards start in the the season finale of season three oh, okay. that they're flashbacks but it, it's a big reveal at the very end of that episode that it's a flash forward and okay. jack's like we have to go back yeah, yeah of course <laughs> I've got that to look forward to. It's so bad. It just is like <laughs> thin to begin with. The plotting is so hollow. I, Terry O'Quinn is so good. Terry O'Quinn is holding the, he's Atlas, man. He is just holding the whole show together. He's given a dynamite performance. I don't think hardly anybody else is up to the task or the material, and I also don't think the material is very good. So, <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's fucking groundbreaking, but I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's important to point out that so many people, myself included, thought this show was groundbreaking, and it's just dribble. It's so silly, and like, <laughs> it's not groundbreaking at all. It definitely takes from a bunch of other shows that have come along before it, and movies and books. Yeah, it's namely it's a soap opera. It is like oh, at its oh, core a soap oh, opera. It's and an ABC primetime soap opera. I, I love it the way that I love Desperate Housewives. It's ABC Studios stupid at its peak volume, man, and I'm just so here for it. And I like I love the mystery box stuff. So I'm like, yeah, more. Give me okay. There's another hatch. We got to go find out this thing. Yeah, let's splice the film together and 
more 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 (laughs) give me more craziness more dharma initiative let's let's see what the fuck's going on yeah exactly exactly i love lost maybe i should rewatch it here soon it's been it's been a sell for me in trying times my friend (laughs) should we talk about people under the stairs yes let's Let's do do it. it Lissa's Wes Craven's People Under the Stairs. That is correct. I, this is the first time I have seen this movie. Really? For real. Oh, and you liked it. I did enjoy it. I was not prepared for some of the things this movie had in store for me. We'll, we can get there. Yes. Um, but I, you know, obviously the things that the movie has on its mind are uh, discussed in a really interesting way. And I'm not the first to say it, but I am often a proponent of horror movies because of their ability to externalize otherwise difficult to describe horrors, real life traumas that we can't really get a handle on. If we make it a monster, we can kind of pin our fears to that and express these the griefs that we have and the the traumas that we experience just by living day to day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's real good at that. It's really good at that. And I don't understand how this is not a better reviewed film. Like- I do do have some notes there. Like it's campy, but it's a horror comedy. And like as a kid seeing this, it, like it was terrifying uh, I, I remember the gimp suit specifically being really really terrifying and now watching it as an adult it's so funny and <sighs> i see exactly what rev wes is doing uh okay yeah. i i want to know what wes is doing because i was i was not prepared for this for the shotgun gimp <laughs> part of this movie um uh, and Similarly, I, I like the pitch of particularly the villain performances. I like the pitch of the movie for sure. And I do end up just laughing. Yeah, when also... Roby as the the woman, fucking mama, uh, right. mother, uh, she's so good. She is terrifying. She's really pretty good. I don't think Gimp Suit Guy is great. Not, no, not as good as her. Definitely not. Okay. Um, I, you know, if we're doing performance review, Ving Rhames is rad. And I actually really like, um, let me take a look at Jesse from the Mighty Ducks and give him credit for having a real name, which is Brandon Adams. And Adams. That's correct. Oh, froze a little bit. There we Um, go. Yeah, he's really good in this thing. He's very good, yes. And then uh, also another shout out to Sean Whalen, who plays Roach, the man behind the walls. Uh, the, the man that like is in so much stuff as just small people. Like he's in a ridiculous amount of movies. He's in, uh, <laughs> People Under the Stairs was like his first big thing. Batman Returns, uh, uh, Jury Duty, Waterworld, Twister, Cable Guy, That Thing You Do, Men in Black, 
um, Idle Hands, Never Been Kissed, uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, he uh, was very much a go-to weird-looking guy, and he's also done one episode of every television show ever as well. I mean, the dude be working for sure. Man, good for him. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff, and he's still working to this Here's day. Here's the thing. I think for a horror comedy, the first half hour is way too slow and not very funny. Um, it's not very funny in the first half, correct. Right. So there's a, there's a big pacing problem. Um, and when it gets going, I'm into the thing. I'm pretty much all the way on board. But by the I watch it, sure. I like the setup. I like that first half of them scoping out the house before getting in. And I I like seeing him in the apartment. Like it grows on me the more I see it. Definitely uh I that later half is the best half. But there's something about the setup that I really dig on now. Uh it's just I setting up this setup also the, the energy is just a little bit off i'm not sure if i'm supposed to be laughing or where we're at with this thing so it, like i said it just feels a little bit slow until you know i don't know what the moment is where i cue into the movie and maybe that's my fault as a viewer um well no if a movie doesn't like hook you then it doesn't hook you for that it's not that it doesn't hook me it's that i'm not it's that i feel like the tone doesn't hasn't landed for me like i'm actually pretty hooked i'm like okay i'm into killing the landlords and stealing their gold coins and is he talking about literal gold coins let's see where this thing goes yeah i'm i'm into that for sure i think it just needs maybe one more punch so that i get a a harder laugh up front because it's starting, it feels a little bit like Leprechaun. And I don't think it's trying to be Leprechaun. No, definitely not. So the, the note of satire that it's trying to, that it's trying to hit, maybe, like I said, I think it, it might be me as a viewer trying to bring some 2020 energy into it because the strain of satire that we kind of revel in today, where it's very dark and very straight if you apply that energy to this movie i think it's like a runaway hit which i suppose stands to reason because they've been talking about rebooting this thing forever the bones are so so good it's a it's a great idea and it is really pretty well executed here i had a great time with it and i like the it's ending too is saying something in a big way like all of the people under the stairs, the unwanted kids, like just leave the house and no one is paying attention to them. They just go and everyone else is just grabbing the money. Yeah, I think the whole movie is really nailing this, I mean, nailing this point uh, home. I'm mixing metaphors, but it's not uh, subtle at all about what it's trying to say and it's expressing it through every basically every character but at the core of this thing is that capitalism is going to destroy all of us and you can either get on board with the brutality of it you can homogenize with this monstrosity and suffer at its yoke 
or you can live under the stairs on the scraps and be brutalized in, 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 a, in a much more brutal way for lack of a better term but mm -hmm. there's no you know the people above the stairs have to be monsters to be there right and even the people outside of the stairs are blind i'm just gonna fucking rant but it's making yeah, no, this point it. really hard you know yeah. so that's why the ending when they're just collecting dollar bills that have blown up they're not even looking at the explosion and the, the the literal horror show in front of their very eyes they're picking up cash off the ground it's mm -hmm. a, a powerful indictment as they would say and uh, a necessary point yep yeah uh fun little fact that house is on south harvard boulevard just on the other side of the 10 is it the 10 the one yeah the 10 and uh uh next door to it is hattie mcdaniel's house that she lived mm -hmm. uh after she got the oscar for gone with the wind and across the street from the people under the stairs house on the other side of the street is a house that was used in rob zombies halloween right on yeah just like the, that neighborhood's just like stacked with just film history west adams baby yeah um dope cool i don't have a ton about people under the stairs what do you have anything else no uh i i want to say one thing this movie gets crazy when you find out they're cannibals there <laughs> i argue that was my last note that that's literally my last note i'm like hold I, they're great they're cannibals but <laughs> no, no this movie gets crazy when a guy comes out wearing a gimp suit brandishing yeah. a shotgun that's a little later but yes <laughs> oh are they eating wait isn't that a hand happen after that um oh dude now my mind is vague on it i think the they start feeding the hand oh, to the dog after that but the first reveal is the gimp suit okay you might be right yeah i, I can't find it in my head well i will be picturing um the image of a gimp suit in my head while i sleep peacefully tonight thanks dylan that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh. what's next? Um, Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> oh, yeah, dope. All right, buddy, I'm exhausted. I got to get out of here. Cool. Sounds good, man. Next week. <laughs>